Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. everybody um we were a little bit late because it's uh we're just it's internet problems and the board and all that so we're not on headphones and everything so let us know if you're having any problems (laughs) yeah yeah. so yeah just make sure you're hearing us on audio happy monday yeah all of you guys are out there in in indianapolis hello um hope you guys are gonna have a great conference you probably you're already in a couple hours so yeah, I don't, I don't remember what starts on Monday. I don't remember their agenda, but yeah, but I'm sure there are plenty of people already there. So. Yeah. And the only announcements for this week, uh, we have um, Amanda and or Hugo Sanchez uh, is planning to join us on Friday mm-hmm. to talk about RFCs. For those of you who don't have one, yeah. we'll cover both sides mm-hmm. of that. If I don't have one, should I have one? And if I do have one, what kind of last uh, minute adjustment should I be making at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Is it time to relook at my my discount rate and some of those kind of things as part of what we'll be covering on Friday. So yeah. we're just waiting for confirmation from them, but, uh, but it looks like that's the, the game plan for, uh, for Friday. So I had my name spelled wrong. Yeah. But yeah, happy Monday. And um, we uh, yeah, had a great weekend. I went and spent the weekend with my brothers in um, Twin Falls and, did some hiking and some other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was a good weekend. And and Jim stayed home and managed to eat things other than corn dogs and wedding cake. As far as you know. Yeah. He didn't at least he didn't post anything. Yeah. So yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody's interested in my eating habits <laughs> over here. So uh, yeah. <laughs> All so right. Do we have audio verification? Oh, yeah, yeah, I Maria think so. Says, Sounds yeah. good. Okay. Excellent. So we can jump into the stuff. I think for today, what we had in mind to do was to talk about some comparative numbers and I find you know I'm a numbers guy right and so I, I work with numbers and we work with a number of dealers with numbers and I find that a number that matters to one dealer might not matter to another so I'm just really trying to always focus on the the ratios and KPIs that I think are going to be most useful to any dealer regardless of their stage of business regardless of their size of their business the volume etc and so I picked one today that I think, you know, when I present numbers, I try to do exactly that. Just present the numbers. Like I'm not necessarily advocating for a business model. People will have different strategies and different ideas about how they want to conduct business and what's important to them. We've heard, you know, we had an example of a conversation not long ago where, you know, mm-hmm. one dealer's thinking I'm okay with a, a, a longer term and more interest income. And others say, I want the note as short as possible. I want the money in the bank as soon as possible. As an example, mm-hmm. just, you know, people have different lots ideas. and lots of different business models. Yeah. yeah. So I think that what I wanted to share today was just some actual, these are actual numbers from six dealers on a slide side by side. And I think if I'm not mistaken, there are five states represented in the slide mm-hmm. that I'm so about to pretty- show you broad yeah it's pretty broad mm-hmm. and the numbers you know have some deviation but if you want to share that on the screen here yeah so absolutely we can go ahead and um and get that up there and i'll start so for those of you listening by audio i'll try to talk through it as specifically as as possible um so what you're seeing is risk or cash and deal 
as a percentage of the loan term. So let me kind of break those down. The risk or, you know, what's often called cash and deal, sometimes called exposure, would be the actual cash tied up in the contract after down payment. So so in a, in an example would be if you own a car for $6,000, including recon, and you get a $1,500 down payment, that would be $4,500 of cash and deal. Okay, so that's what we're measuring. And then we look at, okay, that let's look at that number as a percentage of the total term. So I think in this one, I did the math based on, you know, what in a 20 group would be called, uh, we used to call it weeks to break out. They now probably call it months to break out. That's, that's you know, how long would it take for your customer to, to pay off or break you out of your risk um, at their payment amount? So in this case, it doesn't matter whether we do dollars or terms, it's going to work out the same, um, or, you know, in terms of payment amount, whatever. But what this is looking at, let me just pick that first one. So dealer number one on this slide is 31.2%. What does that mean? It means that the dealer's risk period in the contract is running 31% of the total term. In other words, they have to collect 31% okay, of so all the payments. What I'm seeing here is that the that it's um it's basically this is weeks to yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah so it's like it doesn't out. matter whether you're mm -hmm. looking at dollars or months or mm -hmm. whatever, it's really just looking at the total term. Mm -hmm. So so it, it, this would be true whether it, it doesn't matter whether you've got a 24-month term or a 48-month mm -hmm. term, it's basically just saying that dealer number one, their their total risk in the contract. Put it put it another way, they would have to collect thirty one percent of the payments in order to break out of their risk, risk and, and the rest would be profit. But you know that's we also look at this sometimes just on the markup of the car. This one is a little different because it factors in the interest income. So this obviously assumes that the customer were to pay or that. This is based on all sales for these dealers in the month of October. So it's basically saying, mm -hmm. you know, dealer number one would have to collect 31% of their payments in order to break out of their risk and the rest would be profit. So you can see the numbers vary a little bit. Um, the, this dealer number four over here is at 25%. They only have to collect, you know, 25% of the, the note. Right, of the note. Mm -hmm. So obviously we don't know the, the length of the contract in this case. But you just have to ask yourself, is this a is this a valid number? Can you again walk us through how you get to this as you're taking? I'm taking basically the the total length of the contract. Let's say it's 42 months uh -huh. in total term. Uh -huh. So 31% of that term would be the risk. So it's that's that okay. number of payments in terms of um, you know, and, I, and I've got those numbers. I didn't bring them today, but the um, or I didn't expect to present them today. Mm -hmm. Basically, we can we can go into more detail. I think you'll see this kind of math class be a theme for us mm -hmm. going in going forward. We want to start to break down some terminology because I just find that, you know, with with these six dealers, when we're talking to them, I just find that they even as experienced as many of them are, they also require clarification of what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. And some of them look at it thinks I don't know that that's a number that matters to me. Like it's not necessarily relevant to the way that I manage my business mm -hmm. and that's okay. Like I, it's just, it's just numbers, but it's, it's a question of whether or not some will look at that and draw conclusions. Some will now look at that and go back and run their own numbers and say, my gosh, I'm, my numbers are, 
you know, 50% mm-hmm. or whatever. <clears throat> and so it's just, yeah. it's real comparative information. It's saying these are real dealers mm-hmm. in five states. And ones that have been in business for decades mm-hmm. to a year. Some some as few as a couple of years, I yeah. think, was the, the fewest, but mm-hmm. or the shortest time period. But the reality is it's just loan structure. And once this customer is contracted at that term and at that down payment, then this is the contract that we're stuck with, if you will, or this batch of contracts. These are all the contracts that we originated in October. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that dealer over there on the far right, who's 35%, they can't go back and say, I want to improve that number. It's too late. The customer's under contract. For that batch, but they can for the next, the next month. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's my point. I see a bit of value in like running that monthly by batch. And it's like, cause that'll tell you an awful lot about how you're buying. Yeah about how you're setting up your deal structure. I mean, there's just, there's a lot. That and these are the kind of numbers, that. sure. And these are the kind of numbers that are gonna show up. Um, maybe they don't measure this exact ratio, uh, but this mm-hmm. would be something that dealers would see in a 20 group. But mm-hmm. we also know just that, you know, the reality is uh, there's gonna be a very small percentage of dealers who mm-hmm. decide that a 20 group is, is for them. Mm-hmm. And so really what we're trying to do is say that, look, if you're not in a 20 group and you don't have a good way to have comparative information then here's something as a point of reference okay it's just something to be able to see tyler asked uh what the dollar amount spread is from 25.3 to 35. it would vary a lot tyler i mean because the for example the dealer number six over there they may have a ten thousand dollar acv and dealer number four might have a five thousand dollar acv so the actual dollar amounts again i didn't i didn't come today to talk about dollar amounts yeah, and, and I think we want to keep it to ratios for this uh, conversation. It's really just about, you know, thinking in terms of how how far do I have to collect? Another way to look at this would be months to break out. It's an interesting number to some. It might seem arbitrary, but it's like, how many months do I have to collect mm-hmm. before I have recouped my risk in the contract? Right. So that's mm-hmm. why I like to look at that. And this is just something similar, but in a ratio to the total contract length. So let me show another slide. It's kind of the same thing. Um, this one is going to be similar. It's just I took this the same basic information and I inverted it to thinking of it this way. Dealer number one is at two dollars and 20 cents, which means for every dollar of risk that that dealer is taking on the contracts in October, they are they have the potential to enjoy two dollars and twenty cents of profit that's going to be gross profit on the markup plus the interest income if that customer if all the october customers paid all the way to term and okay you know, would and, be another way to say okay it. okay so that's why we're just saying look it's just math it's just numbers we're just showing you the numbers and you can draw your own conclusions about what that means in terms of um but another way that i talk about this so the um and Tyler, I, I see your questions there. We can definitely, uh, um, I can send you the actual numbers. We just, mm-hmm. you know, we're obviously not going to share from a confidentiality standpoint. We're not going to share who the dealers are or where they are, but I can share with you the the raw information behind, you know, these numbers that you're seeing mm-hmm. in terms of cost of car. I would say they're, they're pretty consistent. Um, that dealer in uh, number four right there that has the highest bar, that dealer does have a lower cost of car. And that's part of why you're seeing that. But it, it just begs the question, okay, well, if, if dealer over there is enjoying roughly $3 of potential profit per risk, 
um, you know, per dollar of risk, then instead of two dollars, mm-hmm. should we all be looking at a lower mm-hmm. cost of car? Well, for some that that is appropriate strategy. For others, that may not be the direction they're going. But I think again, when you just it starts with just having the information, yeah. having the numbers, so that you can draw your own conclusion and see what others are doing. And so that's what I really wanted to bring today with some some real numbers that show some some real values. I, I like that. Um, and I, you know, we see all the time on, on social media when, when someone will ask a question about what do you do? What's your numbers for X or what mm-hmm. do you charge for Y or whatever? And um, the nice thing about what it is that, that, uh, that we're trying to do here is, is this, this is more um, it's, it's based on some numbers that we can back up. Yeah, for sure. These are real numbers sourced, uh, you know, from dealers DMS. And so we've got, um, you know, you've got some real validity to what's going on here. That doesn't mean that everybody should adopt the business model that results in $2.96 of profit, Mm -hmm. you know, potential profit per risk. It's just like I say, there there are other factors to consider. But I think the main thing is to be able to share. And one of the things I've, I've enjoyed doing um, I'm challenging, you know, folks out there in our industry who talk on Facebook, which we almost all end up in conversations around these Facebook threads and in Facebook groups. I'm just challenging everyone to be as specific as possible. That's and so a that's challenge. what I'm really, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what we're doing here is we're just simply yeah. saying, you know, these are these are real numbers relative to, <coughs> excuse me, real ratios. And so we're just trying to get more specific so that people can see and better understand you know, what's happening there. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll plan to bring more numbers. We can pull that down. I think um, we can bring more numbers in the, in the weeks to come, because I think this is what I'm seeing is that this is what dealers are kind of hungry for. They just, they, you know, they're out there asking questions all the time. We see it on social media, asking this mm-hmm. and that. And so we just see that, you know, they just don't, they don't have good inf- access to mm-hmm. information, good comparative information that is. So, so look for us to do more of the same. Of this yeah, And it thing. is, it is kind of, it's a struggle when you see, you know, someone will ask a question and then you just get a crud load of um, information that, that, that uh, may or may not be validated. And, yeah. and is and is uh, you know it's a lot of it is based on opinion. It's based on right. their um, their ev- there's so many different uh, um, mm-hmm. ways of structuring a deal and business models and all of that. And sure. so you know we we've been we try to throw out all the stuff that's that's irrelevant and, yeah. and come up with some good numbers. Well, and I think the uh, the reality is you you also sometimes in those threads, you get people mm-hmm. speaking up and offering suggestions when they don't have any more experience than the person, you know, that is asking the question. And they also, you know, I think it's, <clears throat> it's just like the numbers we're looking at today. You can look at those and say, okay, so I really, it looks like I should at least have $2 of potential gross profit for every dollar of risk. What you don't know is, how how are those contracts performing right that's the thing we all have in buy here payer to deal with yeah. just because it's structured yeah. well doesn't mean but but i yeah. think it's like one the reason i make the comment about you can't change the numbers once october's contracts are because if assuming that they all collected as well mm-hmm. like they all performed as well in their collection departments then mm-hmm. obviously some dealers have the potential for more profit it just that's that's the math. That's the reality. It's what mm-hmm. you're seeing on those slides. Well, that- and that potential though is <clears throat> once this deal is is booked, mm-hmm. that potential then lays in collections. 
right. completely. Right. So, um, you know, that's like a whole nother factor to what it is that these are the months till risk, you know, the months till breakout and all of that. But mm-hmm. um, if I think we've, we've talked well, last week, we talked a bit about, you know, it's great to find um, great salespeople, but collections in this business is where, you know, where it's at. And so I'm sure that there's some other things that we're going to be talking about with, we've talked about collection efficiency and and those kind of things, but um, yeah, that's, that's the big thing is so now go out and collect. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's one of the beautiful things about Mm -hmm. our work and the reason we're not going to run out of stuff to talk about is like, there's so many layers to this. There's Mm -hmm. obviously there's underwriting and you know, there's the sales and the pricing and the deal structure. And then there's underwriting and deal structure might be part of that. And then there's the collections element. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, but really what we're trying to do is let's, let's break it down one piece at a time. And we're basically saying, if they all experience the same repo rate, they all experience repos that happened at about a year or whatever that looks like. The reality is some are taking more risk than others. So that uh, if, if we learn anything from the slide we just looked at, mm-hmm. some are taking more risk than others to generate that potential profit. So, you know, yeah. regardless of what, this doesn't factor in operating expenses, the cost behind producing those contracts, any of that stuff, it doesn't factor in any of that. It just looks at the deal is structured in a way that it's got certain amount of profit in it relative to risk. And so now we just have to focus again on the collection. Well, let me ask you, um, you know, that the, the numbers that you've got um, range, we looked at the percentages and it was uh, the lowest was 25 Mm -hmm. and the highest is 35. Does that, um, does that also take into account like the, the, the term. I mean, it's like, cause sometimes you're going to scrunch up and have a higher payment. And so it's, um, it does. It what does. this did was use the actual term of the loans in the pool. Mm-hmm. So, so the pool would being October. Mm-hmm. So we took all sales in the month of October. We took the, the term of loan on those sales mm-hmm. and then we calculated the risk in those contracts and said so the risk as a percentage of the total term, of all mm-hmm. contracts, so if you take the average term of all contracts, so I think we used averages, mm-hmm. but if you use the average term of all contracts and you use the average cash and deal, mm-hmm. that's how those those percentages. So I, what I'm kind of thinking and what I'm seeing is that there are a few different things that needles that can be moved. One is buying, you know, yeah. the amount that you're buying the car for. One is the um, the payment, because mm-hmm. um, if you've got a higher payment, then there's a chance that you're going to break out faster. Right. Um, but then that has a whole nother thing with PTI and, and, um, and uh, what was the other thing? Well, your, yeah, your levers are basically like you touched on. Mm-hmm. One would be cost of car. Cost of car. Because that's the buying side you're mm-hmm. talking about. The other would be down payment okay. and or trade, right? Mm-hmm. So more down payment is going to improve payment. these ratios. And then the payment amount, but also just the asking price, the selling price of the car. Yeah. I, yeah. So we don't know. You yeah. could run the price up potentially and move these numbers. But is that the wise thing to do? Is the, is the account going to perform well? Well, there's a lot of variables in that answer, like depends on the miles of the car and a lot of factors there. But, you know, we're just basically I think when I see these kind of numbers, I always think the same thing. You can move those levers that you're talking about. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't fit well for the customer, and the car won't perform to the length of the term that we're talking about, then then it doesn't matter what these numbers look like because that money's not going to end up in the bank anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like you. So there's a lot of variables here. And that's why I say you don't in our line of work. It's the nature of what we do. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. We have we have flexibility in it. 
But I think none of us is looking to be in a business where we have a potential, a lot of potential profit, but but we're charging off a lot and we never enjoy that profit. Like what, what do we gain from that? Mm-hmm. You know, by putting one of the things we gain is a big income tax bill because mm-hmm. we can put a lot of profit out there that we didn't mm-hmm. really collect and we never really were going to collect. And so we end up being taxed on our income accordingly. So, mm-hmm. so, so I'm just, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, if you were a dealer that's looking at these and seeing the different, the different spread, um, is there a place that you could say, this is a good um, place to break out that 20, you know, how much of the contract has gone through before, um, before you uh, start to experience profit? I, I can bring that number back next time. My memory from these numbers was that mm-hmm. I think the average with the dealers in this particular uh, group was um, about 10 months. So, you know, there were some that were over 12, mm-hmm. uh, but I, and we had, I think the shortest was around eight, you know, you're talking to a dealer okay. when I was a dealer. You know, so we that, that percentage months. was like the, so what you're saying is that if, if the uh, months to break out, the one that had the 25, that they, they were breaking out after about eight months. Um, Correct. Okay. But I think the number across that mm-hmm. group would probably be the numbers are more like, like in that 25% number that mm-hmm. we saw, you're probably like eight months of breakout and about whatever that would be, it'd be about four times that would be 32 months mm-hmm. of term. So shorter, lower ACV, shorter term. Uh, but I think the the more common one was in the range of, you know, 12 months and about 30 you know, 30 to 32 months of term, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can bring those numbers back and, and get more specific. I just always makes me uncomfortable talking about numbers in a general way. I'd rather yeah. show them quite specifically. So uh, we just, we'll come back with those numbers and show you uh, in more detail as we go forward. But yeah, business models vary. I always say that, look, just because these numbers look like this doesn't mean you should move your business model. Everybody's mm-hmm. strategy around their business model can, can vary. I just think this helps to just have a point of reference to know what's possible, to know what other people mm-hmm. are doing, uh, because we just, we meet a lot of dealers. We're working with some this week that are just new to it. They don't they don't know where to start. They don't know where to price a car and uh, and what to expect in terms of you know loan performance. So this is why we do it. And then when when we get those questions, we're gonna kind of take it circle to <clears throat> to white hat way. It's like, well, how do you want to price it? Well, mm-hmm. how do you want to be known in your community? How sure. well do you want the success of your customer sure. um, because the the higher success rate um, of your customer, the better, better known you're going to be in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, you want a lot of profit on your PL next month, mark the cars up more. You want better <laughs> loan performance over the duration, mark them up less. You know, it's like, there's yep. just a lot of things to factor in there. So, you know, no, nobody likes to hear the answer. It depends, but we definitely know that a lot of the things that we're talking about here tie back to, uh, you know, to all those things about how do you, yeah. how do you want to be known? How do you want your portfolio to perform and how much work do you want to put on your collectors? Yeah. And just a whole lot of stuff yeah. there, but anyway, we should Alrighty. wrap up there. I well, think we covered it. I think, do you think we credit it? Well, I, yeah. I don't have any outro music today. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I don't because oh, we're not connected to this at all. Oh, we can't That's right. Um, okay. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's kind of screwy. You want to so. sing us off then? Just sing um, a little song. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah thanks so much guys for joining and uh we will see you on wednesday for our white hat wednesday have a great day everybody enjoy your monday